Welcome to Senior Living Connecticut, a show that explores solutions for Connecticut's adults striving for the best in senior living. I'm Bill Corbett, manager of Evergreen Crossings, independent senior living, and author of the book, The 2.0 Entrepreneur. In every episode, I sit down with industry area subject matter experts to find out what they've learned along the way so that I can then in turn share it with my listeners, Connecticut seniors and their families. My guest is uh, Chief Kevin Cooney, Fire Chief for the town of South Windsor here in Connecticut, and asked him to come on to talk about a couple of issues that are important for seniors or their families. Let me ask you, uh, Chief, let's talk about fire alarm or uh, smoke alarms. Sure. So, you know, the goal here is to keep the seniors in your house as long as possible. And as you stay in your house a long time, whether you had a smoke alarm or a carbon monoxide alarm, some people think they last forever, but they don't. A smoke alarm has a life expectancy of about seven years. Uh, so some people, you know, your time gets a little fuzzy over as you get older. Seven years can go by pretty quick. Um, a carbon monoxide alarm, or we call them CO alarms, they last about 10 years. Um, whether they're battery operated or power operated through the AC power, they both typically have battery backups anyway. So changing your batteries, um, we say twice a year, the old philosophy is change your clocks, change your batteries. Um, but also, when you look at it, look at the date of the manufacturer. On the back of every one of these detectors has a date of manufacturer. If it's over, say, 7 or 10 years old, it's time to replace it. And that goes by pretty quick as we get older. So it's important to have what we call working alarms because just having them there, not testing them, not knowing if they're going to still be uh, usable is critical. Uh, so many people think that they just, they're there, it's a fixture of the house, you forget about it. So twice a year, we put a big push onto the public to, to make sure their alarms are working, make sure they're there. And especially for the seniors, as you get older, you, your time gets a little more fuzzy and you just seven years can go by pretty quick and um, you, you don't even think about it. It's not one of those things that the average person thinks about. So, And that's it's a good idea, too, if I think the, um, the, the kids, the adult kids become fire inspectors, if you will, put their fire hats on, their invisible fire hats, and go over there and check the house out. Um, to keep their, if you love your parent, you got to make sure they're living in a safe environment, right? Right. I mean, I think the goal, as we talked about earlier, is keeping the, the senior population in your homes as long as possible. Sometimes they can do that alone. Sometimes they need some kind of support mechanism, but the family and friends are always going to be the support the mechanism. The talk of Connecticut is WDRC so and W277DT Hartford, WDRC-FM HD3, WBOM and W273DS Meriden, and WSNG Torrington. Making sure they're cooking safely, whether it's making sure they're, if they are smoking, which we obviously don't recommend, but if they are, they're smoking safely, preferably outside the home. Uh, making sure that how isn't getting cluttered and we have access in and out for emergency responders is critical. Um, having practice fire drills, especially as they get older and they have to use different devices, whether it be a cane or a walker, having that ability to get out of their house as quick as possible, especially when maybe it's they're thrown off in the middle of the night or something's going on and they're a little fuzzy. Uh, if you practice it, like anything else, it sort of becomes second nature. Um, practice getting out of the house as quick as possible with those devices, staying outside. Everybody wants to go back inside and get something. Seniors that have a house life, a whole lifetime of household stuff, they want to go back inside and get yeah. it. Yeah, I, I saw I saw a uh, sitcom one time where there was a fire in the house and the the mom wanted to go back in and, and get changed because she wanted to look just right when she's going to be outside in the street, yep. you know. And he said, "Mom, cut it out. It doesn't matter. You got to get out of the house, you know." Uh, or f- he, he, and a friend of mine went over his 
his folks' house, and the mom had got uh, – she says, let me show you what I got at this tag sale. And it was like this big, big shelf that now blocked the back door. He says, Mom, you can't put that there. Yeah. This has to be open so you can get out onto the porch and escape, right? That's exactly what I'm talking about. So <laughs> the, the families and the friends of these uh, seniors are the ones that have to be having the eyes and ears and sort of the common sense. Because when we live in those environments and we're living them every day, we don't see those things. We don't see those so things. You become blind to that. You need somebody that. else to see those and recognize the hazards of your house. And it's they're not really hazards, but they are. You know, it's just it's, they're easily fixable. Get rid of the cheap extension cords. Get rid of the clutter. Get rid of a lot of things. And as, as they get older and they can't emulate stairs very well, maybe move them down to the single floor. So there's all kinds of things that families can do. One of the other things is uh, if they do live alone, having access to the house after hours, whether it's a um, a neighbor having a key or somebody close by having a key to the house because most of the seniors, are, you know, are living from a time frame when they want their house secure, right? Nobody's leaving the doors open anymore. So if you lock the door at night, which you should, make sure somebody has a way to get in and maybe use a hide a key or a lockbox. Um, if you have an alarm company that's monitoring one of those fall device companies, make sure they know who has a key so that, the you know, in the event of a fire, we're going to get in, but we're going to do damage getting in unless we don't yeah, have a key. Right. So having key that are available to us, readily available, not, you know, four miles away, but a neighbor or a lockbox having a key is important to get into. Um, We're talking with uh, uh, Chief Kevin Coney. He's the fire chief, the town of South Windsor. Chief, can we, let me ask you a question. So you you know that I manage uh, independent living, and if we could talk for a moment about evacuation. Yep. Now, I know that different fire districts or towns or whatever, and you can describe it if necessary, yep. have their own rules on how large senior communities should be uh, evacuated. In fact, that's how you and I got together. And I said, what's the right way? Because there was a difference of opinion in our community, and we want everyone to be on the same page so that if we do have an emergency, it, it, it runs smoothly, right? right. And it, it's really not a rule or a steadfast way to operate. It's just common sense with technology changing. When a, a person, especially a senior person, goes from their home to a, a care facility, um, and there's different types. You have independent living. You have assisted living. You have memory care. Sometimes you have a combination of all those things. But most of those facilities are newer, and they have the state-of-the-art fire protection systems built into them. You know, whether it's sprinklers, smoke detectors, fire doors, smoke doors that close automatically. Some even have exhaust fans in the, to get rid of the smoke. So a lot of these technology things that are in these kind of buildings, we don't have in our own home, including my own. You know, I don't have a sprinkler system or a fire alarm system in my house. I have smoke detectors, but I don't have all these other added features. So when you go into a facility like that, the best place to stay is right in your own place, not to evacuate, especially if you have any kind of ambulatory issues. Trying to get a building of uh, 100 units that are uh, staffed with uh, or occupied with residents that are either walkers, canes, or wheelchairs, to try and get them all out is not going to happen very readily. So with all these fire protection systems in place, the sort of mindset is now protect in place. Leave them right in your room unless they're right face with danger with the smoke or fire, leave them right where they are. Um, protect in place is what we call it. And in the area of an event where the smoke is close to them, most of these facilities, including yours, have the area refuge. So you can bring them to one small area instead of trying to evacuate 
everybody out of the building. You maybe you can evacuate one wing to this area of refuge. So um, what's important though is to have that communications with the staff on a regular basis because some of the staff even forgets that, and especially the residents are going to forget that. So rather than doing fire drills and getting you out of the house, we can talk about. Uh, I guess you call them drills, but just about what to do in case of a fire. Protecting place. Go to the area of refuge if possible. Uh, try and avoid using elevators. You know, um, these are all the things that we talk about when we come out and do our, our, our fire chats with the residents. Um, it is a different lifestyle and it's probably the hardest thing for a senior to comprehend is from kindergarten all the way up to you move into a care facility, we're telling you get out and stay out. Now we're telling you stay where you are, stay in place, stay in your room. Um, most of the staff that I've experienced, especially yours, is very intuitive with what's going on with your clients and your your residents. You know where they are. You know if they're out of the building. You, you know if they're involved in an activity. So in the event of a fire alarm at 2 o'clock in the morning or 2 o'clock in the afternoon, you can tell where most of your guests are if they're not in their room. And that's critical for us as well. Having that relationship with the fire department and the staff being on the same page is critical. And just having the, the, the knowledge and education that we can provide to the clients and to the residents. Residents, I think, is really important as well because it is a whole different mindset of leaving you in place. Um, Do you remember the program that started? Was it back in the seventies with the the picture of the fireman? And you were supposed to put it on the window yep, of the bedroom of your child. Yep. Tot finder. Yep. What happened to that? Well, the, I don't have a real answer, but the answer we've all been told over the years is when a tot grows up to a teenager and then an adult, the sticker's still there, but it's no longer a tot in a window. So it was almost like false advertisement. The fire department would show up, they would see the sticker, they'd go in that window, and there'd be nobody there, or they'd find an adult in there. It wasn't oh. anywhere near what, and it worked for that short period of time. And, and some of them still do that with pets. You'll find stickers and say pet finders. The biggest thing for residentials is to, you know, evacuate your home and stay out, get out and stay out, and tell the fire department that everybody's safely, or in the event that maybe some got out, some didn't, tell us where they are, and we'll go inside and get them. And, and, and I did hear that, uh, I don't know, it was a rumor or real that it was a, uh easy way for predators to find the kids in the house to get into the bedroom, get them to get out if they were predators. Yeah, I, I suppose that, I, I don't think that, thank God, thank God, but um, I suppose that would be something to be concerning as well. But, um, but you bring up a good point in the large buildings like mine. They're designed differently than buildings were years oh. ago. They're designed to contain the fire, to keep it in one right. space and so that it can be dealt with as quickly as possible and keep everyone else safe, right? Right. Sprinklers are one of the biggest safety devices that we have. And everybody thinks when a sprinkler goes off, they all go off. That's not the case at all. Ah. A sprinkler is only going to go off by heat temperature, and it's only going to be, if it's a small fire, only one head of this is going to go off the sprinklers, not the entire room or not the entire building. And as if, if the fire does grow, maybe you'll get two or three heads activated, but certainly not all of them. And those sprinklers are designed to hold a fire in check so it doesn't grow any further. It doesn't make any more smoke, and it just keeps everything in check. They may not put the fire out completely, but it doesn't allow the spread of the fire anymore. The automatic smoke doors that are uh, fire doors that close automatically when the fire alarm goes off, that keeps the spread of smoke from going anywhere. Um, most of the construction from floor to floor is of a different kind of construction than it is for our regular houses. So the smoke and fire doesn't spread rapidly through floor to floor. And then those doors keep it hor- spreading from horizontally. Are so, office buildings designed that way as well? Yeah, uh, they are. Some of them don't have as many features because like uh, but hospitals and um Senior facilities are pretty much along the same Movie lines. Movie theaters? Um, to a point, yep. 
Um, uh, the smoke doors are really more for healthcare and for residential kind of stuff. Um, but the code keeps changing as well. As, so, um, Connecticut's fire code, I think, is one of the strongest codes that we have. And we're very good at reinforcing what the code is. I know in South Windsor, our fire marshal's office are fantastic at doing their annual inspections to make sure that everything is compliant, all the fire alarms are working. They're tested on their annual basis, and it's all recorded and documented. So they do their job diligently to make sure all these devices work because you could build a building in, in say, five years ago, and if you don't test it or you know maintain it, then it, it may or someday not work where as long as you have annual inspections, they're going to continue working. Well, a lot of great information, Chief. Thank you so much for coming out. We've been talking with Chief Kevin Cooney, uh, Fire Chief of the Town of South Windsor, and gave us a lot of good information. appreciate you taking time out to, oh, to talk pleasure. to us. The uh, important thing is being safe. Uh, you've been listening to Senior Living Connecticut. I'm Bill Corbett from Evergreen Crossings Retirement. Please join us uh, every Saturday morning at 830 or listen to our podcast online at seniorliving-ct.com. Now, if you have ideas for topics you'd like to hear us discuss on the show, please email me at seniorlivingct at gmail.com. Give me your ideas. You can also call me at 860-327-8899. You've been listening to Senior Living Connecticut on the Talk of Connecticut.